Behind Success with your host, Ricardo Rosales. And you can find me at thetruthbehindsuccess.com or ricardorosales.com. And today, guys and ladies and gents, I want to talk about mindset. Um, I was actually exercising this morning and watching uh, uh, self-development videos, and they talked about you know your mindset. And for the most part, most people, when they get up in the morning, they have some sort of routine. Uh, they get up, they put both feet on the ground, and then they maybe go to the bathroom or they go drink some water, and then they start you know going through their motions as you know to get ready for the day. And and one of the things that I realized a uh, long time ago, it wasn't, you know, lately, but it was a long time ago. And it was thanks to self-development, by the way, and listening to this kind of podcast and, and things that, of that nature. It was that I had to create my day and I had to create my state of mind in order to go about the day the right way. And um, a state of mind is something that one assumes it cannot be purchased. It must be created. And so if you want to go and, and, and get a, like a positive mindset or whatever, you can't go just buy that in Amazon and, oh, I got me a positive mindset. Here I go. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to find a routine that will allow you to create that. For me, uh, in my personal experience, that routine is getting up in the morning and doing a little bit of meditation for about five to 10 minutes. Uh, some people do it a lot longer. I'm very impatient, so for me, five to ten minutes is is like an eternity. Um, so uh, the good thing is I'm getting it done. So I do my meditation, I do my visualization, and I use the Grabovoi numbers. So if you guys know what Grabovoi is, go check it out. If you don't, um, go Google it or YouTube it or whatever. Is the Grabovoi numbers? And it's another way of meditating, and I use numbers for that. I believe in numerology. I believe in in energy. I believe in many different things. So I use that in order to channel my meditation and to allow me to do that. And and then once I go through through that exercise, then my next step is put on my running shoes. I go to the kitchen. I drink some water. Then I get up in, and, and, you know, and I get me a, a, a bottle of water as well to go exercise. And then I get up in the gym and I get the TV on. I hook up my YouTube into, um, into the uh, Google Chromecast. And I start listening to or watching mo- uh, self-development videos and motivational videos and successful people talk about success or talk about Whatever it is, how to overcome challenges, you pick a, a, a theme that day and, and, and you go about it. And as soon as that environment is set, I believe now that I can start exercising. And I start going through the motions of getting warmed up, getting, you know, uh, getting the first five minutes of warming up. If you don't warm up, then your muscles are, are going to play a trick on you and, and you're not going to be too happy. So... Once I get that exercise done, then, you know, I, I, I stretch again and, and something crazy happens. My mood is completely different. And that's how I create my state of mind. For a long time, I was creating a positive state of mind without having to go through the motions. What I found out is, is that when I exercise, um, 
I keep the state of mind for a lot longer throughout the day, and I'm more present in the moment when it comes to uh, creating that, that that state of mind to where I want to go and conquer the day. I want to go and attack all the challenges. I want to go and deflect all the different tricks that the, the day will throw at you. So I wanted to talk about that because we need to analyze what we're doing in the morning. A lot of people, they get up in the morning and what do they do? They grab their phone right away. And what do they get on the phone? Bad news. Uh, you know, Facebook, uh, jokes, uh, people complaining, um, you know, or or they look at whatever it's on CNN on Fox News because it's a, it's a, it's something that we all pretty much grew up with uh, our parents the the norm was to pretty much uh get up and watch the news to know what was going on in the world the truth is the news is now something like a bat like like a, a bag of set a set of like something full of bad stuff and if you're starting the day like that Guess what? Now your mood is completely wrong for the rest of the day. You can't be a positive mindset person if you're watching negative information. So well, one thing I did also was eradicate news from my life. Um, I don't I don't pick up my phone anymore uh, until I'm out of the house or in the office. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I still look at some messages to make sure I don't have any important messages um, in my cell phone you know, but, uh, but for the most part, everything can wait, you know, uh, you know, unless it's an emergency, somebody's dying or something like that, you know, I'm not interested in knowing, um, because everything can wait a little longer. So, you know, make sure you get your, your, your mindset the right way in order to go and attack the day. If you want to, if you want to conquer your day, if you don't do it, you, you might still be able to conquer your day, but you're not going to be as effective. You're not going to be as disciplined. You're not going to be as, you know, consistent um, when you um, when you go do things. And I found myself uh, being inconsistent many times because of that. I didn't have a routine. I didn't have a, a way of, um, of programming my brains early in the morning. You know, I thought that waking up late was a blessing or whatever. And it really, you know, is... One of, and, and one of the reasons I was waking up late, and, and I'm not making up any excuses, but I was waking up late because I spent many years in the military and then in the oil and gas business, and I was up all kinds of crazy hours. So now that I own my time, I was like, man, I can actually sleep whenever I want, which is true. But eventually, that's not going to do you any good. So you got to create a good... Uh, a good um, you know, environment and a good routine to where you're getting up early in the morning, um, you're setting your goals straight, um, you know, setting your mood, getting your exercise done or whatever. And, you know, and, and then the truth behind success comes to you easier or the truth of achieving success, whatever success means. For some people, it might be meditating. For some people, it might be able to walk. For some people, it might be able to beat cancer don't i don't want you to tie success just to money and fame and things of that nature because that's really what we get to see but that's not really all about you know success is not just all about that right now i'm going through my own challenges um when it comes to um getting back in shape and that's one of the reasons i'm exercising every day no matter what 
Uh, sometimes I may take a day of rest and I still think about it. I was like, man, I already got this habit developed to where I got to exercise every day. Why not go squeeze in maybe 30 minutes today? And boom, I go get jump on the, on the bicycle, on the stationary bicycle on my gym and I get, I get it done. So, you know, because I created a, I created that, that, that mindset, I created that routine, and now my body and my brain is like, dude, you can go do it. You just get after it. So, you know, once you develop a habit, then it's kind of like you got to keep feeding that habit, but your body asks you for it. Your brain is going to ask you for it. And and it's because they, you know that at the time you might not be feeling that the endorphins are where they need to be, and your body's like, hey, man, you need to get your ass up, and you need to go exercise so you can get all, all on, a, on a fired up and a happy state, and so that's what I found out. Um, I also found out that um, that it makes my life a lot easier. I'm losing a lot of weight. Now I'm putting back on my pants that I didn't wear for like four years. I kept them there because I was like, man, one day I'm going to get back on those on those pants. One day I'm going to get back on that shirt. I'm sipping some coffee here, so bear with me. Oh, yes, this is good. I love coffee. Um, So I kept all those clothes in there, and my wife one day was like, why don't you give them away? And I was like, I'm not going to give them away. I'm going to get back on those clothes at one point. And she's like, well, you're not doing anything about it. And I was like, I will do something about it. Just bear with me. And, And the day came, so now I'm getting back on those clothes. I'm getting back on... And, and now some of those clothes are actually fitting larger on me now. So they, I kind of like look like I need to go buy new clothes. So we'll see. Maybe next week I'll go shopping and get me some new outfits, um, and, you know, to feel re-energized, to feel that I'm, you know, worthy. That's another thing. Look after yourself, man. Make sure you shave whenever you need to feel like you need to shave. Make sure you go get you a haircut. Uh, make sure you go get your hair done. If you're a lady and, and, you know, your hair is all messed up and messy, your nails, or I get my nails done. I know a lot of people make fun. Oh, how come a man goes get the, their nails done? Well, because I look after myself, man. So, you know, and I really don't care what your opinion is about me getting my nails done. So, uh, and I laugh at it. And then they kind of like, they're like, okay, this guy's crazy or something. So, um, anyways. I'm going to go back to storytelling. It's enough about the mindset thing and, the, and conquering the day. I think you got the point. Just make sure you go get you a, a, a routine and something that helps you clear your mind, visualize, and get you on the right track for the rest of the day. With that being said, back in the year... I think, I believe it was 2007, uh, the universe was steering me towards a different direction. And at the time, I was working for a company called uh, FMC Technologies, great company. It's no longer FMC anymore. It was bought out or merged with uh, Technique. And um, I was working in Singapore, uh, in Southeast Asia, and, and I was attached to a project there that had kept me for about a year on and off uh, and I was hopping around in between Singapore, Malaysia and Australia and I think I already talked about the, the, the reading The Alchemist, the book um, while I was in uh, on the way to Australia but uh, something weird happened which um, I was very happy with my job, I love what I did, I love that I was in you know getting to know the world and, and the good thing about the job I had uh, was that you know, I got to stay in great hotels, um, 
eat eat nice meals, treat myself very well, and you know, and and, and do my job. So um, I love the environment. I had a great boss um, at the time in in Singapore, and he's my friend now today. And even though we don't see each other in many you know, in years when we see each other is like the love is still there. So uh, his name is Ram Naidu. And if you ever listen to this Ram, I'm saying hi to you, brother. Um, and and, and um, I came to the U.S. because I wanted to visit my daughter. Uh, my daughter, Oriana, at the time was living in Miami, Florida. And I came here. I actually got on my car. I lived in Houston at the time. And I just decided to drive to Florida. And I still had my car and my apartment and everything here in Houston. So um, so I would have a place to crash when I was in town. And got on my car, went to Florida, um, visited my daughter, visited my family, my mother, my father, everybody. Most of my family lives in, in South Florida. And when I left uh, Miami, I drove through Orlando and I had a friend in Orlando whom I'm, I hadn't seen in years either. And I go there and I, and I meet this guy and his wife and, um, you know, we're having a few beers and we're eating his barbecue and we're having a great time. We're catching up. It's been years since we, we've actually, you know, got to know, to know each other and we were very good friends. So I started asking him, I was like, Hey man, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm a director for sales for this company and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, there are so many opportunities to get a business going and doing what I do. But, you know, I don't have the funds to do it. So I, that's why I keep my job. And he was very well paid. And I was like, what do you mean there's a lot of opportunities? And he goes, well, um, you know, there's all these distributors that we get the calls to sell the products. But I have to sell to send the clients to the distributors. Because we have a, a an agreement where we don't sell directly to the end client, so I have to sell to a distributor, and the distributor will sell to a the end client. And uh, long story short, the need for distributors is huge. And he's like, "Man, what kind of capital are we talking about?" And he goes, "Man, I don't know. Maybe fifty thousand dollars will will get you going, or get somebody going." And and it's easy, all you need is a warehouse, and this and that, and, you know, pretty much, and he started telling me everything, I uh, somebody that uh, was willing to to start that business needed, and as he talked, I'm checking off all the boxes, I'm like, man, I got the money, maybe I don't have the time, but if I quit my job, I can have the time to grow this business, and he was telling me the profits that they get, I was like, man, I was like, bro, what if I do it? And he's like, why would you leave, uh, leave your job? You make good money there and you travel the world. I was like, yeah, man, but I'm, I really want to be close to my family. And my daughter lives in Florida and I'm all the way on the other side of the world. And, you know, I just I just want to do it and, and and give it a shot. You know, what do I got to lose? I'm, I, I was on my 20s. Maybe I was 28, 29, something like that, 27. I can't remember. Um, but it was during that pe- uh, time period. And he's like, dude, I could steer so many business your way and this and that. And so long story short, I I took the idea. I left. And when I got to Singapore, I had thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I went and talked to my friend Ram. And I said, Ram, guess what? I'm going to resign, man. And he's like, what? Why are you going to do that, man? We love you. We want you to stay here with us. And, 
And I was like, man, I got this one opportunity that I want to seize. And, um, and it's about starting my own business. And I'm getting help from a friend that is within the industry. And But the, the deal is we had an agreement. We were going to be business partners. And, and he was going to teach me the ways because he knew the industry. And I was going to come up with the capital and be the guy kind of like working the business itself. So long story short, I turned in my resignation. Uh, my boss was like in Houston, was in, in shock. He's like, he couldn't believe it. Um, but I told him the reasons and he was he was in agreement. He's like, yeah, man, you know, if I had that opportunity, I would do it as well. I explained to them pretty much how the business was being set up. And long story short, um, I asked them for 90 days because I had I know I had some unfinished business I had to do. And they, they were like very happy with it and, and, and I did it. So three months later, I was actually on my way to Houston to get all my, my stuff in Houston and move back to Florida. I had quit my job. I had now um, turning my, my, my house or my apartment. Uh, I think I had a, um, a townhome at the time uh, with a friend of mine that we were roommates. And I pretty much let go of my portion of it and, and, um, and packed up all my stuff, which wasn't much. I only had clothes and moved to Miami, Florida. And here I was in 2007. Uh, actually, yeah, 2007. Um, you know, in my mom's house again and starting my new business. And I went ahead and registered everything. I registered the company. I remember the name of it was like R2 Instrumentation Services or something like that. And, you know, set up the garage so I can start taking in on on uh, on, on products. Um, and I started reaching out to my friend. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I'm busy right now. And and uh, let's catch up uh, Friday. And then on Friday, I was like, hey, man, what's going on? I got everything ready. Company set up. I already cleaned up the garage. I'm ready to take in on orders. What do I need to buy? What do I need to do? And he started dodging the bullet. And, you know, and next thing I know, I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy chickened out after I have gone through all of this. Quitting my job. I had, um, you know, made a big deal about it that I, I, I'm going to be a business owner now and this and that. And. Long story short, now I'm in Miami like four or five months later with no job, no business, uh, because I didn't really know that business that well. And he was so busy that he didn't want to make time for, um, uh, you know, doing the business with me or whatever. But something changed along the ways because he was very motivated. Maybe he was maybe he thought that I wasn't going to pull through. I don't know. Long story short is, I went ahead and did it. I quit the job. I moved to Florida. And now here I am. I got money. So I wasn't so worried about money. Um, but I knew that money wasn't going to last me for a long time. So I had to reinvent myself. And what I did is I started buying and selling things back then. And, um, you know, buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling. And at the time I was single, I had a girlfriend, but she was in Houston and, you know, we were kind of like breaking up because we were far away. So a lot of things weren't going my way. Let me put it to you this way. Um, and uh, we quit dating and, and now I'm like, what, what, am I, what the heck am I going to do? I went through the U.S. Navy four years. Then I, I my, my dream was to work offshore, and then I achieved that. And then this opportunity of being a business owner was presented to me, and and I took it. and And, and I'm a risk taker, so I went all, I went all in. 
But now the guy that's going to coach me and mentor me into it is kind of like he's crawfishing. He's backing. He's walking backwards. What do I do? And, you know, my mother at the time will tell me, it's like, don't stress it. Just you, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Just 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 find something to do to get entertained for the moment. And then you're going to find your own path. And um, I remember when I had quit FMC, the competitor, uh, the company, the company name was Drug Whip. And one of my friends that had worked for FMC had gone to Drug Whip. And he had told his boss about me. And his boss is like, man, I want to talk to this guy, you know, because apparently I was good, a, a good technician and, and responsible and all that. And he's like, as soon as I left FMC and I'm driving to, to, from Houston to Miami, these guys are calling me like, hey, Ricardo, we want you to come and interview with us. And, you know, we may have a job for you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, you know, I'm going to, my, to Miami to, you know, to start my business and this and that. And he's like, okay, if you change your mind, give me a call. But every month he will call me, every month he will call me. And, and at some point I was like, Man, why why do these guys keep calling me? You know, I I I I'm I'm already gonna go do my business. Well, while I was in Florida, I went ahead and and, and met my wife. Uh, I I I actually fell in love with her the, the the day I laid eyes on her. I saw her getting out of her car. I saw her. And I was like, oh my God, who is that woman? And one of my friends told me. And from there on, I, you know, we just got together and 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 then we ended up getting married. But stories I got to meet my beautiful wife and we started dating and we started you know falling for each other and all of that but the phone kept on ringing and at this time I don't have anything to do and my bank account is coming down it's coming down fast because I got bills I got a daughter I gotta maintain you know I gotta all of these things and the one day I get a phone call again from this this guy his name is Mike and he's like Ricardo this is the last phone call man I've been after you for like nine ten months now if you want me not to call you anymore i won't call you and i was like no you know what man uh, i've been thinking about uh your offer and i got some unfinished business here that i need to finish but can i go meet you in like three weeks and he's like that's fine what day are you coming so we penciled the date down and three weeks later i was in 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 houston um interviewing for this position again back in to be back in the field doing what i did with the other company and that's how i ended up moving back to houston but this time i said i told my my girlfriend at the time which is my wife today i said hey look i'm moving to houston and you know this thing didn't really work out and those guys are calling me that's a great opportunity i'm gonna take it and somehow the universe is pushing me that way but I don't want to go there by myself. I'd love for you to come with me and so we can live together and get to know each other better because we, we just started dating a few months earlier. And she's like, you know what? I'll t- I'm going to take on the risk. I'm going there with you. And boom, next thing you know, I took another uh, job in, in Houston again with the competitor of the company that I used to work for before, which, by the way, I called the other company. I said, hey, guys, I'm interviewing with these guys and... And I'm I'm considering uh, coming back to the field because that thing didn't really work out that well, what I was going to do. And I want to know if I got the doors are open. And they're like, yeah, absolutely, man. Doors are open. Come interview with us. And But the truth is, when I went to Drillquip, they made me an offer I couldn't resist. And, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take it. It's a brand new company. I can start with a clean slate. And uh, that's how I started working for them. 
But uh, long story short, if it wasn't for my friend bailing, you know, out on me and or actually not bailing out, he, if it wasn't for him that he convinced me to quit my job, or didn't, he didn't really convince me. He just proposed it. And I convinced myself to quit my job and be come all the way from Singapore to go to Miami and and do that business venture with him. Um, I would have never met my wife. And that's what I had to do for the universe to give me in return what I was looking for, uh, which was love as well. I was looking, I was, I was feeling lonely. I was all the way on the other side of the world. And, and even though, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time and all that, we were apart from each other and it, it wasn't right. But that's how I got to meet my wife is when I went to Miami and I laid eyes on her and that was it. It was a, it was a done deal, but it was thanks to my friend who proposed that business venture that never happened. So some of those blessings, they, they, they come, they, they're disguised, you know, within other, um, occasions. And, you know, then after that I, I left and I took the job and I was actually grateful that he, he did that because if he would have never proposed that business venture to me, I would have never quit my job. I would have never moved from Houston to Miami. I would have never met my wife. And today we have a beautiful son and we're expecting a, a baby girl now. And, you know, I, life is beautiful. And, and, and I love that, that that's what had to happen in order for me to meet my wife. So I will continue with the story later on. This podcast is going longer than I, I had anticipated it to. And um, anyways, that's the truth behind success. If you want to get uh, to know me better, you can reach me at ricardorosales.com or thetruthbehindsuccess.com. You can also go to renovatingrichesradio.com where I tell you the truth, nothing but the truth. And I want you to be successful with the truth. And I want you to go hustle. I want you to go work hard. I want you to go and, and not allow life to beat you up and beat you around. Um, and know that success comes with a price. And the, that price is staying true to yourself, hustling, working hard, um, doing self-development, getting up early in the morning, exercising, whatever you, the routine you're going to create. Um, that's what the truth behind success is all about. It's not all pretty roses that you see on Facebook and Instagram. It, you got to go push through your challenges and life is made out of challenges and those challenges come to you so you can grow a lot bigger. So for that, with that being said, this is the truth behind success with your host, Ricardo Rosales, and I wish you a great day. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,